News every 15 minutes, weather every 10, and sports twice an hour. News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. You're listening to Montana Morning with Peter Christian. A woman is dead following an apparent domestic violence attack. Good morning, everyone. It's Montana Morning. It is Tuesday, October 19th. Right now, the sky mostly clear. We have 46 degrees in Missoula. And our news this morning is sponsored by RV Truck Sales, your full-service warranty and insurance location. To make an appointment, call 543-1479. One of our top stories this morning, a Missoula woman is dead in what is being called a domestic violence issue. Missoula Police Public Information Officer Lydia Arnold has these details. A female is deceased after a domestic-related incident. Missoula police officers responded with fire and medical to the Winco parking lot for a report of a vehicle versus pedestrian crash on October 16, 2021, around 8.44 p.m. On scene, medical aid was provided to the female, and the female was transported to a local hospital. The female was declared deceased at the hospital. Arnold said that arrest has been made in that incident. The suspect male, Bradley Nagel, remained on scene and was cooperative when law enforcement made contact with him. In the preliminary investigation, it was learned the female was Nagel's girlfriend. Nagel was transported to the Missoula Police Department, where Missoula Police detectives became involved. Nagel was taken into custody without further incident. This incident is an active investigation. Missoula Police Department is conducting a thorough investigation, and no deta- no additional details are available at this time. The victim's name has not yet been released pending notification of next of kin. Missoula County Commissioners at a Monday meeting committed over a million dollars in ARPA funds to, in part to purchase 30 hard-sided homeless shelters to be placed in an as-yet-undecided location. Shelter Project Coordinator Casey Gannon provides details. We just put in an order with Pallet Shelter for 30 hundred-square-foot units. These are temporary shelters that don't require foundation, so they're easily deployed. The company, they can be flat-packed and shipped on a flatbed, so they can be easily shipped here and then assembled on-site when we're ready, and um, they'll come and set them up for us. Gannon said the shelters will eventually replace the current TSOS, or Temporary or Transitional Safe Outdoor Space facility, out on Highway 93 South, though a new location has not yet been selected. Our plan is to use these shelters to when we relocate the current Temporary Safe Outdoor Space and uh, have kind of a more suitable shelter for these people to live in during the, in Montana. We're working to move it as quickly as possible. I think it's unlike these will be up in time by winter in terms of putting in the basic infrastructure we need to set up this site. So we're hopeful that we'll have something up and going by the springtime. Gannon disclosed the cost for each shelter and the overall cost for the proposed facility. The cost of the shelters we just ordered, I think the total order came in just over $400,000, and that was for 30 units. And that also includes the shipping and the assembly services. So they'll send a team out to assemble them when we're ready, when we have our site ready for them to go. I believe we set aside about a million for this specific site for this project, for to have the shelters and then put in all the infrastructure. And then that would also include staffing the site. Gannon said the new facility is all part of a plan to safely house those who are experiencing homelessness. This whole project is funded through the ARPA funds that the city and county have received and we're 
a joint partnership that we're working on this. So it's shared between our ARPA funds. I think these pallet shelters are a great option. I mean, they're designed by people that have experienced homelessness. And cities across the West have really started using these and seen great successes with these villages of pallet shelters. The shelters will have bunk beds and will be wired for electricity, heating, and perhaps even air conditioning. Gannon said a site of between one to two acres will be necessary for the facility. However, there have been no specific sites chosen yet. At least three Montana school districts are holding remote classes or closing for a few days to help prevent further cases of COVID. The Darby School District announced Monday it was switching to remote learning for uh, today and tomorrow. The superintendent said they don't have enough teachers, paraprofessionals, bus drivers, or substitutes to keep the doors open. The Livingston School Board voted last week to hold virtual classes starting October 13th. The Glasgow superintendent said classes would not be held uh, Monday through Wednesday of this week due to substitute shortages. No public school classes will be held statewide Thursday and Friday due to the annual educator conferences. After a conversation that occurred on KGVO's Talkback program Monday, this reporter reached out to Missoula City County Health Department Incident Commander Cindy Farr for answers to questions presented on the program. First question dealt with reporting the actual cause of death when an individual goes to a hospital with an underlying condition in addition to presenting with COVID-19. When we're reporting hospitalization and death numbers from COVID, we're talking about hospitalizations where if they did not have COVID, they would not be in the hospital. They're in the hospital to be treated for their COVID complications. And same for deaths that are attributed to COVID. Those are deaths where people, if they had not had COVID, they would have not passed away. Farr said further that COVID-19 exacerbates any serious illness, especially a respiratory illness. People who are already fighting other underlying conditions are at highest risk of contracting COVID and having really bad outcomes from it. And it's because if their immune system isn't super healthy or they've already got conditions that affect their lungs, like asthma or COPD, or something that, that causes a weakened immune system, then they are the ones that COVID is going to get in there and really take hold. And that if you didn't have those underlying condition, they may have survived from COVID. Another question centered around the question of infusion therapies and if local hospitals are able to offer such services. At this time, neither of our hospitals are offering it, although I do know that St. Patrick Hospital is trying to figure out a way to offer it. But what we know about the monoclonal antibody infusion is that it helps your body to mount a strong immune response to the virus, but you have to get it really early in the infection. Keeping in mind that our hospitals, like almost everybody else that I know in Missoula, are short-staffed right now. And so while they're trying to respond to the surge in COVID, they're also just trying to keep their hospitals running smoothly. Farr also responded to an email with an article that referenced how the number of COVID deaths could be greatly exaggerated. I actually did see that article and I also went onto the CDC website to look at the guidance that they issued in order for physicians to know how to code COVID-related deaths. And it's very clear. It is essentially all it did in March of 2020 was give an, a code to put onto the death certificate if it is truly related to COVID-19. Five deaths due to COVID were reported last Friday alone. A felon who several, severed several years ago uh, in prison for a 2010 shooting at Las Vegas Park has been arrested in Montana as a suspect in an attack this summer on a California couple in Elko. 
It should be served several years, not severed. The couple was beaten and robbed of $25,000 in jewelry at a convenience store along I-80. The Elko Daily Free Press reports 29-year-old Stephen Mondragon of Las Vegas is accused of battery with use of a deadly weapon, resulting in substantial bodily harm, robbery with deadly weapon, grand larceny, and conspiracy. Mondragon was arrested in Cascade, Montana. He was booked Saturday into the Elko County Jail of Belset at $150,000. A Helena man who admitted to trafficking meth and to possessing a stolen gun was sentenced late last week to 10 years in prison to be followed by four years of supervised release. 38-year-old Robert Fasuga pleaded guilty in June to conspiracy to possess with intent to distribute meth and possession of a stolen firearm. In court documents, the prosecution alleged that in June of 2020, he posed as at least one stolen, uh, possessed at least one stolen firearm after he fled from law enforcement, pulled two firearms from his person and pointed them to his own head. Officers talked him down. He later told agents he assumed the guns were stolen because he paid $50 for each one. Our news talk time now, 613. Ample sunshine today in the Missoula Valley with high temperatures in the upper 50s and low 60s. As you head into Tuesday night, overnight lows will drop into the mid-30s. Wednesday, temperatures will make their way into the low 60s. Increasing clouds and an isolated threat of showers will be possible Wednesday night, with overnight low temperatures dropping into the mid-30s. Dry for the rest of the week with highs right around normal. I'm meteorologist Brooke Foster for Missoula's KECI 13, your severe weather alert station. Oh, I missed you yesterday, Brooke. Yes, indeed. Right now, the sky mostly clear. We have 46 degrees in Missoula. This portion of Montana Morning is brought to you by our friends over at Paradise Falls, where they'll be open for breakfast exactly 45 minutes from now. They have a great menu of traditional favorites and try some specialty items, too. Open 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. every day. That's Paradise Falls. All right, on the way, Rocky Erickson with another sports story to 